Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dual Access Podcast, where I explore the intersection of data and entrepreneurship. Today, I've got a guest who embodies the spirit of positive impact and efficiency, traits that are invaluable both in data science and in business. He's a regulated Canadian immigration consultant and entrepreneur and has an intriguing background in software development. So we're going to get into all of that today as I speak to Ronak uh, Patel, the CEO and founder of Root on Immigration Consultants. Thank you for being here with me today. Thanks a lot, Andy, for the warm introduction. Much appreciated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hope, hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully, I did you some some service there. So, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Great. Okay. So uh, why don't we go ahead and get started? So uh, Ronak, your bio is, as I was going through it on LinkedIn, um, quite impressive. Uh, let's start from the very beginning. So what what motivated you to get into the Canadian immigration industry? It sounds rather niche. Yes. So uh, basically, while I was in India and uh, I studied, uh, I come from a background of uh, bachelor's of engineering in information technology. While I was studying my undergraduate studies in India, I also used to work at a firm where I used to prepare students for international exams like IELTS, GRE, GMAT, SET. And during this time, my interest to uh, explore international education increased. And this is when I realized that, you know what, I want to get out of the pond and I want to learn more about the international cultures and see what's out there. And that got me more and more interested to pursue my further education in a country like Canada. Yes. Okay. And, and during that, yes, please, please. Go ahead. Yes. So that's when like I opted for a master's in software engineering degree because my previous education was into information technology. And hence I, I researched a bit, in fact, a lot about Canada and the place which suited me the most. And what I loved the most was Montreal, Quebec. And that's why I chose uh, Concordia University where I did my master's in software engineering. Great. So do you speak French then? Yes. Okay. So I have learned French, but it's just that I understand French as well, but I'm not an expert in French. Right. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the same way I am with German. I'm, I'm, I think I understand <laughs> it pretty well, but I don't have the confidence to speak it. Yes. If that makes I can, sense. I can find my way around it. I can find yeah, my way yeah, around yeah, it when yeah, I communicate. Yeah, yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so let's go. Let's talk a little bit about Root on Immigration Consultants. Tell me a bit more about the services that are that are offered um, by you. You seem to be have a, quite a broad uh, range of immigration uh, offerings. So uh, essentially, if I may say, like Root on means to inspire people, and I have an experience into Canadian immigration for almost fifteen years now, and during my times spending more and more time with international students, counseling them, working professionals and families immigrate to Canada. I have realized and in fact learned a lot about people. And what I, what largely I have seen is that if I just talk about like India, many a times what happens is that when if you talk about international students, most of the agents, what I felt they were not not uh, guiding the students well in what programs they should pursue when they are looking for studying abroad because it's not just about education it's also about the life after that the standard of living career aspects like uh, completely getting out of your culture getting out of your bubble so the the challenges 
lying behind that too we come from a such a social culture that we are always surrounded by people and now when you are all on your own it is a completely new experience you know yeah, yeah. so uh, yes so what what was a major drive for me that most of the agencies when they guide students their their guidance is more towards universities or institutions where they can be compensated by the institution for recruiting students more often than like rather what it should be that we should be guiding students on their passion on their interests and based on that guide them to a pathway where they can be more and more successful so this was the major shortcoming that i saw in the industry and that got me more and more interested more and more driven towards the same so hence when i started my uh, master's degree in canada in software engineering also at the same time as counseling students and i kept that going it was really difficult to manage studies international experience roommates and alongside doing this as well so after i completed my studies i got a good job as a software developer and alongside i also because i was passionate because i was passionate to do this job i also wanted to help more and more people and this is a regulated profession so i also had to take another course to study immigration to become a licensed immigration consultant so i studied an immigration consultant diploma gave the national licensing exam and when i cleared it out in 2017 i just decided that you know what we have to do this so i graduated i was working as a software developer i also got married you know so various life events and then after like i was also able to get this diploma like uh, due to my very supporting wife so i was able to do that and then alongside my job now i was helping international students working professionals immigrate to canada in the most optimal and efficient manner possible and enjoy my dream of helping and impacting more lives and gradually 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 until 2020 when it was really getting difficult for me to manage both business and job i had to eventually take a stand to focus full time in this immigration business yeah so yeah. so if we talk about the services we offer we offer a wide range of services like study permits study permit extension work permits permanent residencies spousal sponsorship business immigration and various related services however what we are more popular for is for challenging cases complex cases where let's say a student has been refused five times six times seven times let's say a student was due to peer pressure or due to several other reasons he was forced to study uh, civil engineering but his inner passion was not something to study in a civil engineering he wanted to right. do something related to business but always they were taught that you know what if you want to study abroad you should always take programs related to your previous programs of study and hence despite of the fact that they don't like that program they have to take that program spend 30 35000 to come and study such a program which in which they are not interested in so i i really didn't like that so i took the plunge i guided them well and i said that before getting into something that you don't like up for something that you really enjoy doing it and trust me i have been able to help so many students live a better life enjoy a fulfilling career that i am so very much proud of and that keeps me going even in rough times so the like and many a times uh how shall i say this i mean 
not very conservative but like if you talk about indian culture largely we come from a little conservative section like follow some standard practices you graduate you take a job you marry you have kids you know there's a set set a rule of law kind of things so yeah. many times i have to counsel students just to help them break that ice and see the situation surrounding them many times your situation would not be the same as my situation maybe you are financially well off that you can not only take your responsibility but also take a responsibility of your companion you know but for others like who it is difficult so for him to uplift his own family he or she might have to uh, look for her good career get get a good job <laughs> save you know the lot many things lie lie down there so that's what i like the most and this is why i mean so many cases most recently i was able to get a visa for a client who had six visa refusals and wow. it's not just very new that i have been doing this it has been quite for, like been for quite some time recently mm-hmm. we got an approval for a client who was a married client but for some misrepresentation for some illegal documentation that was submitted by a fraudulent agent he got a misrepresentation for 5 years so he could not come to canada while right. his wife was here in canada for 5 years and we were wow. able to help him with this case and now he got his visa approval in one month trust me the the feeling of getting on that call i like i cannot cannot explain that like they literally they had tears of joy and <laughs> what best than that could be you know more fulfilling yeah. than money even Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I've I've had to go through the immigration experience myself here in the UK and oh, okay. uh, you know, it's uh it's not very straightforward. It's almost like it's intentionally confusing. Um you have everything you down there. You have yeah, everything yeah. down there in front of you served on a platter, but also at the yeah. same time you have to prove your intentions to go back to your country of yeah. origin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, While so, they still have a pathway to permanent residence. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I recommend anybody that's going through the immigration experience to hire a solicitor to do it because, uh, or or an immigration service to do it because it's going to be done right the first time. At least if they're a reputable one, not like some of the other ones. Absolutely. Yeah. And it just makes the whole process so much easier. So, I've had to go through that for myself, and now my my infant daughter. we okay. uh we have to go you know we were able to do that for the UK we're getting her american citizenship uh in a couple of weeks so all nice. of that is just uh yeah it's it's a lot of hassle and i don't think i would do it right if i didn't have somebody to help but what you're doing is actually much more holistic than that right the person i'm working with is literally just getting me my immigration status or my my residency or my mm-hmm. citizenship um yeah. but you're providing almost like almost like life consulting as well is that right you're kind of doing actually, not just the part yeah you're kind of looking after people uh absolutely yes way. i try to see where i'm able to give more value for the services we charge for the services we offer i just don't like somehow i feel that whatever price we are quoting let's deliver more value two times three times four times more value than what we are charging for and that really gives me joy yes and i i really enjoy doing that and not just me like if you see our reviews the clients who who are working with us they they have the same experience with our team members as well because i i am very like communicative in that uh, direction that you know what feel that how you would want the advice what kind of advice would you be looking for when you would be immigrating we have to deliver that kind of experience you know yeah yeah 
So, you know, immigration policies are, are constantly changing, particularly here in the UK. It's an absolute disaster here right now. Um, but how, how do you stay updated with all of those changes to, to make sure that, you know, you are doing right for people and that you're following the right practices? Okay. So most, most often than not, uh, like uh, government of Canada regularly updates and I keep a check on their website regularly and I, I follow some uh, vetted uh, law firms for who are, who are like very professionals for like 40, 50 years since the Immigration Act in Canada was launched. And regularly, like, I mean, uh, I look for websites, look for news channels, news forums to know, even like I, I just talk to people around me just to know more. Let's say if I live in Montreal, Quebec, I try to connect with somebody from Alberta or somebody from Atlantic province. I talk to my clients to see that, you know what, because it doesn't matter. Like, like let's say if I'm living in Montreal, I may not know about everything of Canada. So I believe, and the best part that I enjoy about my job is talking to customers. When you talk to customers, you know, their needs, their pain points, and they have some connections in the other parts of Canada. And we come to know more and more about these areas. So that is that is uh, that is really great that I, I see it. And when I talk to customers, I see that what is the information that I'm missing. So I try to know more about it. I try to do research on Google mm -hmm. or various other websites to keep myself updated. And this is how I know about many more provinces rather than just one. Yeah. So yeah. You, you mentioned a case earlier where the person was um, there was a problem with his immigration status where he had to basically, he was locked out of applying again for five years. Um, yes. it, what has been the most challenging case you've had to work on? Most challenging case. Oh my God. Like we have 80, 85% of the cases that we have are challenging cases. Are challenging. Like, yeah. Yes. Maybe divorce or maybe a couple who wants to get separated, but they're not getting an official divorce and we have to file for them. They have a child custody, things like that. Somebody who had like various academic backlogs in their previous education and they feel that their life is stuck and they don't have a chance to study anything. Right. So uh, let me recall. I mean, like I have to recall many but the most recent, if I talk about it, like it's a, about our most recent client, let's say we talk about something like two, three days ago, the client, she had her whole family now in Canada, whole family here in Canada, her parents, her sister, her uh, brother-in-law, everybody. Now she's the only one in India and she wants to go to Canada. She went through a rough divorce and things happened. The fact that like there's certain details that are a little confidential, but I'll try to be a little discreet while giving you more information yeah. around this, of course. Yeah. that uh, they are surrounded by immigration consultants like me. However, yeah. I feel blessed that they opted us for somebody who is remote, you know, they right. didn't choose right. for like, they must, they must have like 50, 100, 150 immigration consultants around them. And still they opted us to help them and yeah. 
and the client was in such a situation that we had to change her program she she had now after getting uh, going through a divorce she has a child to take care of she's renting an apartment in india she has to take care of all these responsibilities and now not only has she uh, like not only she has to take care of herself but she has to build a career so that she can provide for her child as well so right. she wanted to study something so what i uh, what i decided that you know what if you really take, uh, willing to take a challenge and see it some related background into it so i said that if you're re- ready to take that challenge and she had 12 to 13 years of gap now since the last education that she had i counseled her and i tried to understand her more and more and i identified that maybe she could she could be somewhere closer to web programming or web designing and we were able to get admission into a good program in a public college and now the biggest hurdle is that the visa approval because pretty much her whole family is there so the visa officer would be of the opinion that you have strong ties to canada and if right. you are coming here in canada there are high chances that you are not returning back so i am going to refuse your visa right. so this was the highest uh, risk there however we we were challenged to get the admission because she has more than 10 years of gap so many times institutions are not willing to give the admissions but we prepared cover letters to explain her whole life story why she why she is still passionate to do this program and how it would benefit the not only canadian economy but even if she returns back to india you know not only she got the admission we prepared a compelling cover letter for the visa officer and within no time within i, I guess not even a month we got the visa approval in the very first attempt very first attempt and i'm so glad for her <laughs> Just well, you're changing her life. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. whenever I I counsel my client, when I make suggestions, I tell them, today, let's say it's 19th October 2023. You're going to come to Canada to study, let's say in May 2024. We are going to talk in May 2027, and we'll see whether you're happy or not. And I can I can take that uh, I can make that statement with confidence because. not only i promote that courses or anything like that because i i am offering the programs based on your interest and if you are interested and passionate about something you're going to you're going to invest your time and efforts into that meticulously right and the chances of success there are higher and not only that i look for areas where the possibilities of jobs are higher the transition to permanent residency could be sooner and all of that so like i mean i try to provide the best possible value and after that like it's little of her luck circumstances immigration law sure. i mean not everything is under our control you know we focus on things that are in our control and then after it's on to the client as well yeah yeah but you you also then help companies you, you sort of play like a matchmaker role as well don't you for helping sure. companies uh so you're building these relationships with people that are trying to immigrate to Canada or that have yes. immigrated to Canada and you're then helping companies then hire them after their studies and things like that right yes yes absolutely so for companies how we help them we help them find uh, the right talent like let's say it is many times it is very difficult to find artificial intelligence uh, guy or a machine learning engineer you know so i try to find the balance between the need of the employer and the needs of the candidate also many times some employers underpay the candidate for the position or the experience that they bring to the table because somehow 
I, based on my experience so far, what I have seen that they know that maybe you don't have a job. So if you're getting a job, you would be happy with whatever I'm paying you, you know? Right. So I try to find that balance that, you know what, I have some employees in connection and I make them realize that the candidate has a PhD degree. So I think for a machine learning engineer and a better salary is around eighty to hundred thousand dollars at least, if not yeah. more. So now what happens is that a candidate who comes on a close work permit, the challenge is that he cannot change the employer. So many a right. times employer, employers also take advantage of such situations. Mm. Not all of them, but there are employers who take advantage of this situation. And because the candidate is on the close work permit, other employers who are interested in those candidates, they're not able to hire because they yeah. fear immigration procedures. Yeah. Because, let's say a software company has nothing to do with immigration process. And sometimes the immigration process could be daunting. It could take say, three to six months. So that's when not only we help the client to take us into the picture, keep us at the, like, a, how shall I say, mediator, and then we communicate the challenges and we tell them how you can facilitate the process and help the employer live a better life, give him the desirable, reasonable, or at least, a, how should I say, deserved salary, and also be happy with your need. You will be able to fulfill your need sooner rather than later. And focus on the right problem where you want the solution, right? And I have done that for a few clients recently. And trust me, they, they are really happy, really happy. That, that's fantastic. I mean, just that's really inspiring the way that you're the way that you're helping people this this whole way. It's it seems like it's pretty unique that you're doing this kind of whole comprehensive um, uh, service that you're offering. But but the immigration landscape must be incredibly competitive. So so what sets your consultancy apart from other immigration services? So uh, great question, Andy. Uh, to be honest, even like, let's say, how should I say this? For us, we always put the customer first. Always, always. No matter it would be a small case for a post-graduation work permit or for a complex case like a, a rejected case. And when we consider like a customer centric approach, I think it has valued us the most because when we talk about immigration consulting firms, the challenge comes to scale the firms. Why so? Because it is, it is a, how should I say, it is a legal profession. So the responsibility, the onus comes on me that, you know what, I have to make sure that we are not making a single mistake, like even in a checkbox. Do you have a US visa refusal? If I don't select that, this could lead to misrepresentation, you know, and you could yeah. still uh, get a ban of five years. So we have to be very careful. So mm. we focus on quality immigration. We focus on quality service. So our focus is more on retaining high quality clients rather than serving number of clients, you know. So right, for students, right. we are we are happy if we are able to help 200 uh, students and help build them, build them a great quality of life, standard of living, great career, rather than having 2,000 students. Right. You know, so for me, yeah. like, yes, we are a business, profitable business, but for us, quality comes first and that stands us apart. I, just the real, just the recent example that I took of the client, she was surrounded by immigration consultants and she, uh, her sister is surrounded by immigration consultants in Canada and still she opted us from somebody from some other, uh, other province. 
she saw our cases she saw our reviews she saw what kind of challenging cases we have done so let data do the talking you know yeah. like exactly. most of the the honestly speaking many a times we have been into such situations that we have to pause that you know what sorry we are not taking clients at this moment we have to do this but yeah. Yeah. i, I like we are working on uh, like we are working on how to do better because at then i want to impact more and more lives this is yeah. one challenge that i am facing that you know what in the Scaling. in yeah. the yes in the process of being very qualitative the ability to cater to a limited set of clients i believe that many more clients are being missed out and that's when the other ghost agents are taking the advantage of the same mm. you know yeah why do you want to go to route on immigration because they must be charging high fees we are charging you less and you know we'll get you this program and we'll give you this and all of that you know but eventually when they come to canada you know like how many clients whom i have counsel they are lost after arriving in canada that i came with the hope that you know what i'll get a good job and everything but after graduating like all i all i have ended up is like getting a tim horton or a subway job and just paying my bills just to pay off my rent which is even getting more and more difficult so yeah. i'm not happy with this decision but yeah. i try to make them realize that you know what you should have thought it in the very first place before going just by the words of an agent you have to do your own research you have to take the time like many times what happens is that people think that the grass is always green on the other side <laughs> but you have your challenges everywhere maybe india maybe canada australia uk very anywhere right yeah so yeah. yeah i mean so this is why the more like the biggest challenge that we are facing now is to scale while maintaining the quality yeah yes yeah yeah so so like and uh, let me let me walk you through the situation that i'm in right now so i'm trying to get my american uh, my daughter's American passport. We live in the UK. So you have to go mm -hmm. to the consulate and all that. Right. So the paperwork's different. My, my, I'm not married to her mom. So she's okay. my partner. My, she's my full-time partner, but not my mom. Right. So there's yeah. all these, all these kind of weird challenges. And Excellent. I, you know, I use, I use an immigration uh, solicitor that I've used before. Mm -hmm. um, I make an, or she makes an appointment for me for the U S embassy. And then I get a, a message from her the day before saying it was canceled because not all the paperwork was sent in. And apparently I was supposed to send in some paperwork, but was never told I, you know, I figured you're going to tell me what to do. Right. As, as a exactly, yes. and then, yes. you know, and then yesterday I get the new paperwork and some of the stuff filled out on the forms was wrong. So, um, you know, so, but I'm in a, but I'm in a situation now where I'm so far along in the process, it's almost, you know, very difficult to switch work. the consultant even yeah it's, yeah it's too much work to switch to switch consultants so absolutely how would you advise people in that situation then uh, great so in such a situation many times we have faced the same situation like recently we have a client um she she is a canadian permanent resident but her boyfriend is a french citizen living here in canada with her uh, as a common law partner but now he's out of status and they are in a relationship for more than three years so now they want us to represent them for permanent residency we found a way for sure but still permanent residency process it could take a year and in a complicated situation like that yeah. it could take more than a year also 
so we can never guarantee that you will have 100% chances of success yeah it also yeah. is as the discretion at the mercy of the visa officer also what best we can do we can uh, prepare a compelling a humanitarian a compassionate uh, case yeah to build the relationship that you know what like how a big uh, important relationship is at stake so to answer your question what i have seen so far to avoid something like this always look for a process do they have a standard process if you are seeing that there is no process underlying there is a red flag okay. you know yeah like indian clients they want anybody to be on the call right away if they if you don't uh, uh, answer a call they would go bonkers you know what your case officers are never picking up my call your yeah. city service and all of that so before onboarding a client before signing the retainer before making the first payment installment we have to introduce them of the onboarding procedure that you know what after you sign the agreement you make the first payment you will receive a document checklist based on the document checklist it would be a custom curated checklist where once you receive you send in your documents we review those documents and our communication policy is 99 or 95% through emails why because i have an office in canada i'm presently i arrived in india yesterday for some business work so we have a team here supporting as well so all of us are in different time zones let's say you are in yeah. uk you have a different time zone we are in different time zones so the best way to have everybody on the same page is through emails this is what we yeah. feel at this point of time so let's so say it's documentation as well yeah documentation of all the communication and stuff too and yeah. absolutely so we have documentation we have operational procedures and all of that however even after having all of that we still have some communication challenges but we are able to mitigate that why okay andy sent us an email on 17th october let me check his email my case officer responded to this email on 21st i'll try to understand during everyday daily scaring why did it take so long because this was an important question why did it take 3 days the case officer would have an answer uh, related to this oh you know what i it took me time to research but they mitigate the uh, highest challenges that you know what you have the time sort of 7 days to respond to this so <laughs> this takes precedence yeah this is why many times we have to keep that buffer that you know what even if we don't have like let's say even if we have uh, the bandwidth to take 20 more cases maybe not we should only take 5 or 8 cases you may never know and the biggest challenge that comes in immigration is that they are not going to see whether it is a, a whether it is a diwali or christmas we may come up with something a day prior to uh, holidays and we'll have to address that because that request was not in our control you know so yeah. that is why we have to inform not only a case officers that you know what something like this could happen and they are okay with it so we are clear on our side for the customers we clearly communicate that something like this could happen we normally appreciate communication over emails but if there is something very urgent we give them two to three contact numbers to reach out so the best piece of advice that i can give in this situation is to look for process if the form doesn't have a process on the very first call these guys are very good at sales they have the knowledge they come from the immigration industry so they know they can close you as a client absolutely they can do that but what comes after that is the follow up process and that's where the challenge lies in and when a, when a form like us deals with so many complicated cases where every case is different than others it becomes even more difficult to be on the same page yeah. 
but i guess we are just used to it so like <laughs> process is the answer yeah you you mentioned a few minutes ago that you um you you had to start turning some clients away because you didn't you know you, you just couldn't service them at the way you want <laughs> Um, yes. How are you? How are you going to address uh, scaling the business? Again, like uh, so far, like I'm exploring some tools in immigration that would help our case officers automate certain tasks, such as like filling out the forms. Because no matter how much diligent or how how much vigilant you could be, there's still some chances of human errors. Let's just accept that. So. we are trying to incorporate like tools by using tools trying to reduce some paperwork that you know what have you filled in the passport details enough have you filled in the last name properly <laughs> you know have you mentioned that he had a visa rejection from israel or usa or uk have you mentioned yeah. he had a uh, he had an overstay for 3 uh, 3 months in uh, malaysia this could also be a big deal because these countries share biometrics so one answer is that like i am i'm trying to look for various solutions honestly i don't have a perfect answer but maybe we may be cater we may be planning to do something like we want to give full control to the client okay do it on your own give us for review where you have full control or our price would be half what we are costing you yeah Many a times, customers are of the opinion that I want to see what you fill. I want to do this. Yeah. What do you fill? What have you done? What have you written in the cover letter? It really makes us feel that you know what. I see the pain of the customer also, but also at the same time, it sometimes feel frustrating that okay, at every step, if you don't trust, if you're not trusting us, why are we working together in the very first place? Mm -hmm. So to address this, maybe if we give that flexibility to the, to the client, the stress from our side would be relieved. Okay, Andy, you know what? you take full control of your paperwork we are going to review that we are going to help you draft the cover letters and you review the entire application and submit it how about that we will we'll walk you through there you will get proper videos and you do it on your own so that is one one area that i am uh, thinking of other areas where i am thinking is that i feel that canada can do much better in addressing immigrants so like let's say we are a little slow in business immigration we should be fast in processing business immigration helping immigrants do business easy easily uh help regulate certain professions but the reg the process of regulating should be simpler and faster rather than it takes years let let's say if you are a doctor from india or from like say even from france good luck with becoming a physician in canada <laughs> while we all know that there's a real shortage of physicians in canada healthcare system is really really challenging due to the the wait period is for years for certain cases i mean like many a times we feel like let's go to india and get it done and then come back many yeah. clients yeah. yes many clients do that not just indians we so we have clients not only from india we have clients so far from morocco ghana cameroon uh france uh tunisia uh dubai uh yeah these are the countries that i could think of at this stage and like when we talk about different countries they have their own set of challenges when it comes to immigration when it comes to security clearance and all of that yeah so yes yeah. scaling in the best way is that like help enable more and more customers to take certain part of the process on their own 
and then we'll be able to cater more and i think mm-hmm. i should create more content more and more content release it to the public so that even if they don't want to work with us they would at least take precautionary measures that they don't fell into the trap of ghost agents and eventually i think uh, slowly slowly like with more and more trust i think i don't know maybe i could become an immigration coach <laughs> and yeah. you know like a, yeah. a creating a coaching program where i help international students find good programs and uh, then apply on their own how to build good cover letters like a coach this is also how i see it i don't know how it would go though <laughs> yeah but well, yeah i mean the the idea you have of trying to automate as much of it as possible and put it in the hands of of the the applicant and then you're there to support them through the application process makes makes a lot of sense um you know cuz if you're having to do all the paperwork you're kind of ha- constantly having to go back and forth asking them for yes. the right you know the right information and stuff so people would probably you know even if they get two thirds of it done right. That's a lot better. That's it's still going to speed up the process. Yes, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We are also yeah. planning to invest into technology. There is something going on in works uh, to help us facilitate or fasten the process, like to shortlist programs or to draft cover letters and things like that. But it is a work yeah. in progress. It could take some time, but yeah, yeah I'm also excited for the same. Yeah. So speaking of technology, I've got I've got a question for you. If you could have any superpower aided by technology, what would it be? To buy technology? You mean? No, if if you could have any superpower that's aided by technology, what would it be? Uh type immigration? Anything. Uh superpower like let's say I just talk and it builds the uh playbooks. it builds okay. the training training material so that <laughs> i can scale like i can scale a big team of like 50 100 500 yeah. people even yeah. another yeah. thing like let's say i just give an idea it creates content for me and then i just create the content you know like yeah. for yeah. me yeah. if i talk about myself like sometimes to create content i feel that i am like overthinking that you know what i want to deliver the best possible content for my audience and it like it gets me to the vicious circle of ne- of a never ending process so you know when we say that done is better than perfect so i have to really work on that a lot so i would say like a technology that could help me that you know what let's do, let's do something around rejection cases yeah here's a script for you take it and go go ahead from here or let's say even like let's say my my avatar who could do it something like that where i don't have to be always ready that you know what am i looking good enough for the camera are the lights good things like that Yeah. yeah but it should be proprietary to me then it should yeah. have the human human value for sure yeah yeah great um so uh, as we wrap up here so for for the audience here if, if they're interested in your services what's the best way for them to reach out to you so the best way like let's say if they want to reach out to me uh, my email is ronak.patel@rooton.ca so r o n a k dot my last name patel p a t e l at root on dot c a is my email address and also they can reach out to my assistant his email address is pragnesh dot angiwala at root on dot c a okay. like and I'll put that all in the, in the yes yeah yes yeah, sure yeah. and also like through phone numbers if they want to reach out the phone number is four three eight triple seven eight four five eight the best right. thing if somebody wants to reach out to me the challenge that we have so far 
every time people try to reach out to us, they text us hi, and they wait, hello, <laughs> and they wait. No context. Yeah. we we try to have uh, like uh, automated forms and everything even after that for immigration one case is very different from another all we are asking is that if you are trying to reach out to us please give some context i am this i have done this i have this background and i am looking for this specific help yeah, yeah something like this would help us connect with you faster sooner because otherwise even 24 hours are less to be honest yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, Great. Yeah. Well, well thank, you, thank you very much for your time. Um, I've, I've learned a lot about the immigration process. I know it's incredibly complicated, but the thing that really impresses me the most about you and your company is the stuff you're doing for people to kind of for their entire lives. Not, you know, you're, you're trying to change lives. You're not just trying to get people a visa. So um, that's a really, really great thing you're doing and, and keep up the great work. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to, to have this call, Andy. Thank you very much.